Christ is risen. Al-Masih come. Christos Anesti. Christos Anesti. On this uh, second Sunday after Easter, we continue to celebrate the resurrection of Christ. In last week's gospel, Jesus appeared to the apostles and to St. Thomas. And today's gospel focuses on the women who went to the tomb to anoint Jesus' body. The surprising twist, of course, is that Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James and Salome, went to anoint a dead body and became the first to see, to hear, and to proclaim Jesus' resurrection. They first saw something amazing. We read in the Gospel of Mark, looking up, they saw that the stone was rolled back. It was very large. And entering the tomb, they saw a young man sitting on the right side, dressed in a white robe, and they were amazed. Then, in addition to seeing, they heard. He said to them, do not be he said to them, do not be amazed. You seek Jesus of Nazareth, who was crucified. He has risen. He is not here. See the place where they laid him. Then they were also invited to share the good news they had seen and heard. Go, tell the disciples and Peter that Jesus is going before you to Galilee. There you will see him as he told you. Just as the women who went to the tomb saw, heard, and then proclaimed Jesus' resurrection, today we are also called to think of how well we proclaim what we have seen and what we have heard. Every time we recite the Nicene Creed, which is the creed we recite during the Divine Liturgy, we say we believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. All these words are important, but one in specific that I want to focus on today is the word apostolic. This is important because it reminds us that what we believe comes down to us from the apostles themselves. In his first letter to the Corinthians, St. Paul says, I receive from the Lord what I also delivered to you. This concept of being faithful to the holy tradition is an important point in our Catholic faith because what we believe is not based on what I make up or what previous generations made up, but on what the apostles saw, heard, and then proclaimed. As St. John himself says in his first letter, that which we have seen and heard, we are able to proclaim to you. That is the essence of, an ap of our apostolic faith. But let's go a little deeper and say, well, what, who are the apostles? When we think of apostles, we might often think of the 12, 12 apostles. The words apostle and disciple are sometimes used interchangeably. 
but we need to make an important distinction between them. The word disciple means a follower, a student. And the word apostle, apostolos, means one who has been sent out. So, of course, they needed to be disciples. They needed to spend time in listening before they were able to be sent out with a very clear message. Jesus, in addition to the 12 apostles and the many disciples, had many other followers. He chose 12 to be his special disciples and then apostles. And after Jesus' resurrection, he sent out the 12. They are called the 12 apostles because they were sent out. But we cannot forget that there were others who were also sent out. So in a sense, there were more than 12 apostles even at that time. Today's readings focus on this larger group that went out to proclaim the resurrection of Jesus. This is actually a very important point because very often we think of, when we think of who should be preaching, who should be teaching, or who should be sharing their faith or spreading the good news of Jesus' life, death, and resurrection, what do we think of? We think of the priests alone. However, the early church grew not because the 12 spread the good news, but because of everyone who heard and witnessed was ready to proclaim the good news. The early church grew because everyone who saw and heard felt it was their responsibility to then go forth and proclaim as well. And we see this in the gospel that we read today where the women proclaimed the good news to the disciples. Something quite different than what we might have in our mind or might think of intuitively of the apostles being the strong ones. In today's gospel, it's, quite, it's reversed. The apostles were hiding behind closed doors because they were afraid, but it was the women who went to the tomb and the women who went back to the apostles to proclaim the good news of the resurrection. We sometimes think the 12 were the source of all teachings in the church. But today's gospel reminds us that while the 12 were hiding behind closed doors, because of their fear, the women were the one who courageously proclaimed the good news first. Then in the Acts of the Apostles, we heard today many examples of ordinary men and women, young and old, Greek and Hebrews, who courageously <coughs> proclaimed what they saw despite the fact that they may not have fit within the perfect group of the ones who should proclaim the good news. In today's first reading, we read, now in these days, the disciples were increasing in number. The community of believers grew far beyond the original 12 because everyone, every single one who heard, felt it was their responsibility to proclaim what they saw and what they heard. In other words, what they experienced. I'm sure a lot of us think of what it means to have a healthy church and a healthy parish. And of course, we should all pray for the healthy future of 
the church worldwide, and specifically for our parish here in, at Holy Cross. One of the most important aspects of a health, healthy church is that everyone, young and old, feel that they have an important responsibility in the church. That the buck, in a sense, is not passed on to someone else. Where often people say, this needs to get done, and then turn around and walk away as if things are just going to get done. We in our parish have many activities, we have many projects, we have many groups, and we have many dreams. Some of these activities are online, and you can join us every day at 11 for our online prayers, but some of them are in person, and as um, we regather, hopefully our activities will increase, our spiritual activities, that is, not just events. And what is crucial today is that we all need to ask ourselves how we fit in the life of our church. How are we living our apostleship daily? And how each one of us are proclaiming what we have seen and heard on Sunday as we reflect on the Bible and how are we proclaiming that in our day-to-day -day life. That is, when you leave, when you go to work, when you have interactions with people around you. This Sunday, the third Sunday after Easter, is a special one for me because 27 years ago, on the Sunday of the ointment-bearing women, I was ordained a subdeacon. I was only 23 years old, or 23 years young, depending how you look at it. I entered the seminary when I was 18, and of course, many thought and many said I was far too young. However, the age to respond to a vocation and to live your faith is whatever age you're at. Your age is not relevant to your ability to respond to the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Spiritual maturity does not start when we hit a certain age. It is the invitation for the young, and that invitation continues to be there, and if one has responded, it continues to mature throughout your entire life. Although I thought of the priesthood when I was younger, I felt very strongly that God was calling me to be a priest, perhaps around the age of 15. And the more I prayed, the more the feeling grew that God wanted me to serve his church in this way. And in particular, the words of Mary to the archangel Gabriel has always been very meaningful to me. I am the servant of the Lord, may be done to me according to your word. And when we think of the word apostolic, we realize that not only Mary prayed this prayer, but the apostles prayed it as well. And all those who have responded to God since then have also prayed it because they were attentive to the word of God in their life and were ready to respond. If our faith 
is truly apostolic, we too should pray this every single day, or at least have this mindset in our, in our hearts and minds. Whether we are young or old, whether we are single or married, regardless of what we are doing, what job we have, whether we are old, healthy, or sick, we first need to recognize that in everything we do, especially as men and women of faith, we are servants of the Lord. And because we are servants of the Lord, we are willing to respond generously to the direction the Word of God may be leading us. The women in today's gospel saw, they also heard, and from there they went on to proclaim. The other men and women in the early church also saw, they heard, and then went out to proclaim. Today we can ask ourselves how well we are proclaiming what we have seen and heard and whether we need to spend more time seeing and hearing the Word of God. My prayer is that every member of our church finds their vocation to serve God generously in their daily life, whether at home or at work, or within the context of our parish community in a particular ministry of teaching, of serving, of assisting, of volunteering in so many ways. St. Paul tells all of us, you are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Christ Jesus himself being the cornerstone. This message was relevant when he addressed it to the community in Ephesus, the Ephesians, and it continues to be relevant to each and every one of us here present. So as we continue to celebrate the resurrection of Jesus, and especially today, as we reflect on how our faith has been handed on from Jesus to the apostles, to the women who went to the tomb, and to the many people who have generously responded to God throughout the centuries, we challenge ourselves to proclaim generously and courageously what we have seen and heard simply because Christ is risen.